some scriptures, been on their heart off and on, I guess, for a little bit, uh, over in the book of Ezra, and just want to read this, and maybe just got just a thought or two, uh, in uh, Ezra, the, the third chapter, uh, and it's it's real familiar, no doubt, but just like I say, just had some thoughts on these things right here, and uh, sitting there, seeding, uh, studying a little bit, and thinking, and maybe about what we where we preached at this morning and uh, thinking about how he said that uh, uh, the true worshipers was going to worship him in spirit and in truth. And that there's a day when men, men worshiped uh, the natural way in our, in, our, in our flesh by our offerings and by a lot of the different things we do or had done, but, but there's, a, there's a time now that man's to worship in the spirit. And and that'll keep our flesh in check too, don't get me wrong. It don't mean that it's all just some kind of mythical worship out there in the air somewhere. But but when we get our spirit right with God, our soul right with God, our flesh will have to be in check with that. It'll follow right along with what God says in the heart. Just like what Conley's is saying. He said, uh, if you're born again and you can get out there and sin, or, or you say you're born again, you can get out there and sin, you can do all these different things wrong and it not bother you and it never come around to convict in your heart, then you might want to check to see if you truly got what you say you do. Because uh, there'll be a conviction will fall on you when you're living or doing uh, uh, sinful things in your life. And, and, and I can attest to that because I've been there and it's, it's got a hold of me before I ain't above nothing in my life. Of, of, of uh, uh, Bible said we, was, we, we were all sinners. All of us has come short of the glory of God at some point in our life. And uh, you think about it, and I know a lot of times we like to measure sin in, in, in different, different degrees, but you think about it when the Bible said if you know to do good and do it not. The Bible said that's a sin. And if that comes on your life and you do something in the least bit of wrong and it don't bother you, then there's something wrong. But uh, but but I thought about that about worshiping, and uh, the the, de- the definition there. You know how I am about looking up words, just make sure I'm right on them. If you think about what worship is, and by, and the, the dictionary says to honor with extravagant love and extreme submission. That means excessive to the to the furthest degree of submission unto something. And when we worship in our spirit to the utmost, to, to, to exceed to the furthest degree in our life, we really need to examine to see if we're at that point of submission in our life, in our spirit, to God. But but I'll, I won't read this, and you just bear with us uh, over here in the third chapter of the book of Ezra. Uh, when they when they were were going back over here to try to restore some things in Jerusalem, uh, but I, I want to maybe read start there and maybe just read the sixth verse. And I'm just going to be a little bit scattered in my reading there a little bit. But that sixth verse it said, "From the first day of the seventh month began they to offer burnt offerings unto the Lord, but the foundation of the temple of the Lord was not yet laid." And then I want to skip down and, and to the 10th verse. He said, And when the builders laid the foundation of the temple of the Lord, they set the priests in their apparel with trumpets, and the Levites, the sons of Asaph, with cymbals, to praise the Lord 
after the ordinance of King David of Israel. And they sang together by course in praising and giving thanks unto the Lord because he is good. For his mercy endureth forever toward Israel. And all the people shouted with a great shout. And they praised the Lord because the foundation of the house of the Lord was laid. But many of the priests and Levites and chiefs of the fathers who were ancient men that had seen the first house when, when the foundation of this house was laid before their eyes wept with a loud voice and many shouted aloud for joy so that the people could not discern the noise of the shout of, the, of joy from the noise of the weeping of the people for the people shouted with a loud shout and the noise was heard afar off. And just bear with me just a little bit. I, I got to thinking on these things right here just a little bit. Thought how, uh, uh, and maybe this will be a little different, I don't know some tonight, but I thought about how that uh, 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 in that day there, that in, 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 in since that time, that these things have been torn down, they've been rebuilt, and in these men's heart back in that day, this was this was their place of worship. This was what they once had knew as the glory in Israel, as, as to have a place to go and to worship the Lord Jesus Christ, or to worship God in that day. And you think about that, and, and you go over to where we read this morning in, in, in the fourth chapter of John, and, 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 and I may just go over there and read some too, you just bear with me. chapter of John where we read this morning and you, you, you think about this I'm still in the fifth sorry I just got my glasses on didn't look where I turned they said but the hour cometh and now is when well let me back up the 19th verse. He said, The woman saith unto him, Sir, I perceive that thou art a prophet. Our fathers worshipped in, in this mountain, and ye say that in Jerusalem is the place where men ought to worship. Jesus saith unto her, Woman, believe me, the hour cometh when ye shall neither in this mountain nor yet at Jerusalem worship the Father. Ye worship, ye know not what. We, we know what we worship, for salvation is of the Jews. But the hour cometh, and now is, when true, when the true worshippers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth, for the Father seeketh such to worship Him. God is a spirit, and they that worship must worship in spirit and in truth. And you, you think about that, and, 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 and that's one reason I wanted to touch on this back here, uh, where we read this morning, and you think about that, and over here, and in, 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 in this at this temple, and how they got to trying to rebuild that, and men rejoiced because that was their place of worship. Bobby, some of them remembered what it was when it was once in its full glory, <coughs> and others were just happy that it was being rebuilt for some to worship. 
But I want you to understand something. We don't worship in, in, in Israel no more. We don't worship in the natural Jerusalem no more. And there's men still today that's saying low here and low there. And they're, they're looking for things to be rebuilt. And, 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 and then all of everybody's going to go back and we're going to worship over there again. But I'm just here to tell you tonight that, 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 that that's not true. Uh, you get to thinking about that. I'm thankful that I told you, I, I, and, and if the Lord will help us, I'll preach a little while. But I, I, I'm thankful for some things that's stable, that's set in stone, and that can't be changed. Uh, you, you see how that down through time that the natural things has been torn down, and man's had to rebuild them, and they've sat down over there, and they, and, and, and men has been so content because they had a place to worship, then the enemy comes in, they tear it down, and the next thing you know, they're struggling to get it built back again. I'm thankful today that when I was 12 years old, and if you can turn over in the book of Luke, Luke and find this, where he said he told them over there on that day, they were seeking unto him about when that the kingdom of God would come. And he told them, he said, the kingdom of God comes not with observation, but it is within you. I'm thankful today that there's some things got set up in my life that can't get torn down by me. I'm thankful there's some stability in what I've got. Uh, do I want to see natural Israel burned to the ground? No, I don't. Do I want to see anywhere be burned to the ground? No, I don't. But I'm going to tell you what it can happen. Hey, there was a loss and all that other can go in over there and they can take that place, they can destroy that place. But I'm going to tell you what they walk in this church tonight. They can't get a hold of what I got. They can't tear down the temple of God. They can't take away the kingdom that's set up within me. I thought for a while, I how it out. God a God that changes not. I've got something that's stable in me. If you put your family in a house, you didn't think they had a good roof on it. You want to put them in a house that didn't have a good foundation under it? No, we no, wouldn't. We give them the best we can and the best of our ability. We got God in heaven that's far greater than us. Amen. We got God in heaven that spoke this world into existence. You think He's going to put His people in something and get tore down? I read where the gates of hell ain't going to prevail against it. I read where man's hand ain't got a thing to do with it. My Bible tells me, Olivia, except the Lord build the house, they that labor, labor in vain. Natural man's got his hands on it. I don't want it to. Not for my soul. I sure don't. Daniel, I'm not going to place my soul in the hands as much as I love you, Mark Carter. I'm not going to put my soul in your hands. You think God's going to put his kingdom in a man's hands? You think God's going to put his precious uh, 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 temple in man's hands? No, no, he said, he said these things. He said that, the, he said over there, it's in Luke 20th chapter, uh, 
the 17th chapter, 20th verse. It said, he said, and when, when he was demanded of the Pharisees, when the kingdom of God should come, he answered them and said, the kingdom of God come not with, cometh not with observation, neither shall they say, lo here or lo there, for behold, the kingdom of God is within you. Now I'm going to tell you what some people said. They'll preach King James Bible, I mean, and they'll stand on it, stand on it, stand on it, and then they'll say when it says within you, that it means, when, it, when he says that the kingdom of God is within you, that it means that it's, that it's part of you, it's, it's in your midst. Like the way they word it, among you, is what they'll say. But he said, neither shall they say lo here or lo there, for behold, the kingdom of God is within you. Where did he say he's going to put his spirit in? In the hearts of men. It's going to be within you. Where's the spirit of God? It's not among you. It's within you. If you're saved. I'm thankful when I preach a stable, established kingdom is what I preach. I don't preach one that's going to be built. I preach one that got finished on Calvary. I thought about how that people worship. And we say that so many times. As what I said, that definition was in that you think about that just a minute. And how he said men would worship in spirit and in truth. And, and uh, uh, that to, to worship means to honor with extravagant love and extreme submission. Who are we worshiping? I worship in the spirit. God of heaven. Extreme submission. And you'll hear people say, let's worship God with our tithes and offerings. That ain't my worship. That's my duties. That's my duties. We worship duty about how many times we come to church. We worship about how we do things at the church. But I'm going to tell you what, it's time we got back to worshiping in spirit. And in truth. In the same way with these over here, there was men of old. And I thought about over there in Jeremiah where he said uh, to, to, to find them old ways and to stand therein. Uh, you think about how we're supposed to worship in the Spirit of God. When did the Spirit first fall? On Pentecost. When did the indwelling Spirit of God, when did the kingdom of God get established in the hearts of men over there on Pentecost? And they worshipped in spirit and in truth. With all excessive submission unto God. They gave everything they had unto Him in worshiping in spirit. There's many souls born because of that. They were in one mind. In one, one agreement. You know in Nehemiah's day, they said that the people had a mind to work when they was rebuilding the walls over there. And them's natural walls. That's natural. People over there, they was rebuilding. Those natural things, they was built. But the people, if people gets in one mind, Barbara, do you remember over about the Tower of Babel? Them people was out going to build a, going to build a tower under heaven. And the Lord put a stop to it because they all had their mind together and they would have got it accomplished. They would have got something built up over there. But the Lord put a stop to it. 
Because he's greater than our minds. He's greater than what we can think we can accomplish. And he'll show us who God is. churches and where we've got them worshiping. I want them to know what true worship is. We can come in here calling sometimes and weep because we remember what what church used to be all about. True worship. We can remember, Daniel, what it was like to come together, Daniel, in one mind and one accord and see the church working the way it ought to. You know what I want to hear? I want to hear the weeping of those that knows what this is all about, right along with the shout of those that's coming on rejoicing because they see what it is. And that it's still just as good in their day as it has been in ours. That these men of God and these, these women uh, uh, of the church that love the Lord, uh, that, they, that they truly got a hold of something that's real in their life. They can stand and praise God in the Spirit. Not in the flesh, not in works. We sung that song, I'll go, I'll fly away. I can remember when churches would erupt when that song was sung. I can remember, Daniel, singing, Are You Washed in the Blood? And son, half the choir would be snotting and slobbering all over the place when I was a little kid because it was real to them down in their soul. I can remember singing victory in Jesus and, and the church just rejoicing because one day we're going home. Because we know beyond the shadow of a doubt that we're washed in the blood. And then whatever this world's got to throw at us, it can't touch what God's established down in our soul. That's true worship. I ain't talking about getting stirred up on a song. I ain't talking about an emotional grandma story. I'm talking about remembering who laid their life down on Calvary's cross for your sins. That went all the way for me and you that we'd have an opportunity at salvation. That's the one we need to be a worshiping tonight. Well, I mentioned this morning, Stanley preached the other night. What'd you come for? What'd you come to see? groups was in there to sing that one night and he said they asked what you come to see he said they come to see you <laughs> they didn't come to hear the preaching they come to see you there's a lot of times we come down to church to see somebody else 
Hey, we come to see everything else besides the one that died for us, Mark Carver. The one that gave it all. We're not truly worshiping Him in spirit and in truth. At the time, we're worshiping in the flesh. We're coming because we feel obligated. Don't just a little bit in that. I know it's familiar and I've read and preached from it many times. He says, Neither shall they say, this is in Luke 17th, 21st. Neither shall they say, Lo here or lo there. For behold, the kingdom of God is within you. And ye, and he said unto the disciples, The, day, the days will come when she, ye shall desire to see one of the days of the Son of Man, and ye shall not see it. And they shall say unto you, See here, or, or see there. Go not after them, nor follow them. Now, I want you to understand something. We live in these days today. Everybody's trying to tell you where the Lord is. Everybody's trying to tell you where to find Him. And there's nobody pointing you to the house of God. There's nobody pointing you to an altar of repentance. There's nobody more important than what you read this morning, a contrite, a broken and a contrite spirit. There's nobody pointing you in the right way. And he said there in that, he said, he, uh, uh, he said the, see, the see here or see there, he said, go not after them nor follow them. For as the lightning that lighteth out of the one part under heaven shineth unto the other part under heaven, so shall also the Son of Man be in his day. But first must he suffer many things and be rejected of this generation. And as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the coming of the Son of Man. I want us to listen real close in this. I preach this here. We ain't pre-believing. We don't believe that, that there's going to be a time after Christ comes that man's going to be a suffering and enduring through a greater tribulation. We believe we are going through those things in the day that we live in. And today is the day of salvation. Now is the appointed time. Now, today. Today, get it right. Because I'm going to tell you what, they some believe on the freedom. They're tough enough to endure through something and gain their salvation on their own works. And that's a lie. He said we're saved by grace through faith, not of works, lest any man should boast. Understand that I want you to listen clearly to this right here. As a, as, a, as a young fellow Daniel raised up and being taught and preached to a different doctrine than what I truly ever come to believe. I've got to ask him, God, I can't understand that and I can't believe that. These are the scriptures that opened that up unto me as just a young man thinking God. He says right here in this, he said, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it also so, so, so it shall it be also in the days of the Son of Man. They did eat, they drank, they married wives. They, they were given in marriage until the day Noah entered into the ark and the flood came and destroyed them all. Every man was going about his way just like we are today. Just like we are today. Every one of us has got tomorrow planned, don't we? 
know where you're working. I know where I'm supposed to be going. We planted it like this. There's, there's going to be a tomorrow, Cheryl. There's going to be a time. Everybody's just going about life as we live it. Not expecting what's coming. And the flood came and destroyed them all. Likewise also, it was in the days of Lot. They did eat, they drank, they bought, they sold, they planted, they builded. But the same day that Lot went out of Sodom, it rained fire and brimstone from heaven and destroyed them all. The same day. The same day when, when, when the people of God leave this world, the same day. That's what he said, as it was in the days of Noah and as it was in the days of Lot, didn't he? When Noah was put in the ark and taken up, the flood fell. When Lot got took out of Sodom, the fire fell. Now listen, even thus shall it be in the day when the Son of Man is revealed. Even so, it's going to be in the day that the Son of Man is revealed. They some thinks that the Lord is going to be all. I don't know why I have to preach this tonight, but it's been on my heart for a while. And I ain't ashamed of it, and then I ain't backing up from it. It's some that they think, Bobby, that the Lord's going to be all sneaky like, and we'll be driving down the road, and all the Christians are going to get jerked out of where they're at. There'll be cars running off the road, and people wondering where people went. Can we tell you something about when my God shows up? You'll know it. You'll know it. It ain't going to be some sneaky little where did they go kind of thing. And then all of a sudden this, this big boogeyman Antichrist is going to come out and go to, go to take and reign over the world doing all these things. And everybody just think, well, we better just, we, we can endure through this. We don't take this mark and that mark. Let me tell you something. You reject the Spirit of God and you're taking a mark on your life. You're taking a mark on your life. God is a spirit. They which worship Him must worship Him in spirit and truth. What we learned about Sunday school this morning, these youngs, that Holy Ghost, that Spirit of God comes by and it knocks. When you turn that away, you blaspheme against the Holy Ghost, you know what you are? You're marked. You've got your soul in danger of damnation of hell right there. And when the Lord comes back, when he's revealed, he said it was going to be the same as it was in Noah's day and the same as it was in, in Lot's day. The same day they went out. The same day the flood fell. The same day the fire fell. Preacher, you ain't understanding in you this or the, you ain't understanding that. No, you ain't understanding me. <laughs> I'm understanding through the Spirit of God. What God's revealed to me. I ain't waiting on some man to teach me this. I read to you the other day out of 1 John over there. I, we have no need that man teaches us. Now that's not to say that we shouldn't stand and study the Scriptures and go over them together. But you listen to the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God. That's what tells the truth. That's what shows you when you're following or something wrong. But half the time, sometimes we see we're following something wrong. We won't change because everybody around us is following it the same way. And I'm going to follow God if nobody else does.
That's the one that's leading me. Listen to this. And in that day, he which shall be upon the housetop and his stuff in the house, let him not come down to take it away. And he that is in the field, let him likewise not return back. Remember Lot's wife? Whosoever shall seek to save his life shall lose it. And whosoever shall lose his life shall preserve it. I tell you, in that night there shall be two men in one bed, and one shall be taken and the other shall be left. Now understand something in this. I've heard a few times Linda, this get perverted and people try to make it sound worldly like it's two men that's laying in a bed together and one of them gets took. I've heard it told just like the way that it's told sometimes in the rapture. One's gone and the other don't know where they went. But I'm going to tell you something. You're looking at two men right here. You're looking at two men right here. There's a fleshly man and there's a spiritual man. And there's one day that, that this old spirit's going to rise and this body's not. When the Lord calls that name, it's going to rise up. This flesh can't inherit the kingdom of God. This flesh is not part of the kingdom of God. When I got born again, Daniel, Matt, when I got born again, the kingdom of God come to me not with my observation that it was within me. Do you know what's going back to God when He calls it? That soul of man is part of the kingdom of God. That's what's going to get risen up. We look at so many things so carnally anymore. So I've been telling these youngins, I said, get in these things, pray over these Scriptures, and ask God to reveal it through the Spirit. Because we look so much with our old carnal eyes, and we think we have to figure out every little old aspect of God's glory. When they sometimes, we'll never understand, Barbara, until we truly get to see it. But the Spirit, it give us a little bit of earnest. And a little bit of early things that we get early and understand just a few things. There's one thing I understand. He's in me. His kingdom's in me. Now listen. Whosoever shall seek his life shall lose it, and whosoever shall lose his life shall preserve it. I tell you, in that night there shall be two men in one bed, one shall be taken and the other left. Two women shall be grinding together, and one shall be taken and the other left. Two men shall be in the field, and one taken and the other left. And they answered and said unto him, Where, Lord? And he said unto them, Where, Wheresoever the body is, there, that thither will the eagles be gathered together. I think he's speaking right there of the body of Christ. The glory of the Lord. You remember we preached a few weeks ago about the them wings of that eagle. Had to carry us away one day. I'm thankful that the Lord one of these days I'll fly away. Oh Lord, I'll fly away in the morning when I die. Hallelujah! By and by, I'll fly away. Why we can't rejoice and why we can't glory sometimes, Amy? Because we're looking at things with our eyes. 
We're looking through the natural of every bit of this. We better get our eyes open unto the spiritual things. These things ain't coming by observation. Salvation don't come naturally. You can't truly, you can see the results. The Bible says that the wind bloweth where it lists. If you hear the sound thereof, you can see the results of the wind. You can't see the wind. You might see the Spirit of God on my life and on Bobby's life and on other people's lives. But you know what? It ain't something you can just reach out there. Matt deals with eyeballs. He deals with people's eyes and what they see naturally. But these things don't come that way. I'm thankful they don't. But you know what? What a man can see, he can touch. What a man he can touch, he can defile. I'm thankful these things don't come with observation of the natural eye. I'm thankful today. And that's what I want. That's why I read that over in Ezra. It was natural things that them men got to building back. They were rejoicing. They were shouting. They were weeping. That's why I love the tree to see this true spiritual church of the living God get to do it. Get to see that these things, the foundation's laid. It's laid. That's to get to rejoicing and working on what we know is already there. These youngins can see the church for what it truly is. I think they're, they're done getting to see some of it. We just need to keep seeking the Lord stronger and stronger in our lives. I'll die. And I don't know how long the Lord will ever keep me right here at this place. I don't know those things. When I'm gone, this church needs to keep going on. Usually when you're gone, this church needs to keep going on. And it's going to come because we set an example in front of the next generation's you want to know why some of this junk that's been going through our land ain't got hold of every church? Because there's some that's sitting under some good preaching. And there's some that's took it into their hearts. And there's some that ain't going to budge. And they're going to stand on it. Why didn't you just start going along with them, brother? Good catch. This church voted to go another way, you'd have to go with that way without me. I'm going to stay with what the Lord's established and what the Lord says is true. We better stand in the day we live in. We preach about these martyrs dying and not not to, not to uh, 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 disavowing uh, Christ as their Savior. We preach about that, and boy, we get such a boldness in it, and we come up and one. Little old something comes sneaking in the church and we say, we don't look that. No. No. These churches in, in, in our communities that's in disarray right now because there's been some false doctrines that's been creeping into them. 
It's causing families to have trouble. It's causing the churches to split up. It's causing trouble on every hand. Because God ain't in it. We better not be so stubborn that we won't say we're wrong. And repent. That's what we've done. I don't care who we are. What's the destruction of our churches? We keep pride in our life. That's a dangerous place to be. Wrong's wrong, right's right. And God's God. I thank the Lord tonight for His scriptures. I thank Him for His peace in my life. And what He's established. And what He's still established in my life. And it ain't changed. It ain't changed, Judy. God didn't call me to preach something today that I, that I didn't preach 12 years ago when He first called me. It's still the same. Same spirit. I didn't need nobody else to train me and to teach me. I didn't have to go learn this anymore. The Spirit taught this. And you think it's going to teach me something 12 years ago? That it's going to teach me different today? No. How do we worship God's Spirit? Truth. That's how He preaches His men. Spirit, truth. And if it's preached that way 12 years ago, it should be preached that way today. Spirit, truth. He don't change because somebody else told me something different. God's Spirit's what I'm going to stand with. I think about this and I'm about done. I may have mentioned it before. Brother Gerald Sprinkles said not long after he announced his call to preach, he said the old devil jumped right on me and said, well, you don't understand this. You don't know what if somebody comes to you and asks you about this or that. He said, he said, I grabbed my Bible. He said, I headed out the back door, Michelle. He said, and I headed down to Daddy's house. And he said, I was going down there to ask him to explain these things to me. He said, the Lord stopped me about halfway through the yard and said, where are you going? The Lord said, that's my book, and I'll tell you what it says. Get back in the house, get on your knees, and go to ask him that. I don't have to go to some other man. You don't have to come to me. I'm going to tell you what, I'm here, and we'll, we'll, I, I said this morning, as we was talking outside, I don't have all the answers, but I got a book that does. We would have to be able to have some confidence in some people and in some men, and I do. But I'm going to tell you who gives the answers. God Almighty. I've been to Gerald Sprinkles and asked him questions before, but I've never asked him about the, any interpretations in the Word of God. We sat down because I wanted to know how to handle ordination services when I first started pastoring here. And my pastor, Furman Wilson, had done passed on, and I wanted to make sure I handled things correctly and in order. <clears throat> I've been to other men and asked them to pray for me, and I was very when I told them, I said, I'm not asking for your permission or you're, you're telling me that I'm right in this subject right here. I just desire your prayers. Not that I'm right about everything, but I'm going to tell you what, that book is right. God's Spirit is right. I'm not. I'm not. I'll tell you that right up front. I am not. Dean Rice wants to go against most of what that book says in my flesh. That's why when one's taken and one's left, that this won't get to go. 
Because this right here is contrary. The Bible says that, that to be carnally minded, this old flesh is enmity against God. It's death. But to be spiritually minded, that's life everlasting. I say, I don't know why the Lord sent that tonight, but that's what He sent.